Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Yes, back back up in your ass with the resurrection. It's 2017, y'all. Uh, episode 107 of Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, 107. It's 2017. The 777. I think it's a sign, brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah? It's yeah. a secret society. It's the godly... Uh, year. It's the year of God. We must soon be repping Christianity on Metal Shop. Wow. You've really taken a ah! twist here in 2017. Hey, man. I just saw there was a good deal at Christian Bookstore. <laughs> My name's Ian. That's Kevin Deers. Hey. Uh, Ryan the Beard is here as well. Hey, what's up? We've had a fun, I, I guess you'd call it a couple of weeks off, except for yeah. Kevin's been working his ass off. Now, now you've got to, have you ever even, have you had time lately to sit down and just chill recently? Well, sort of, <laughs> but that's because, uh, so this, <coughs> I was working, a covering for, you know, there'd be, you know, Castle went on vacation to Hawaii and then Taryn went on vacation for a week. So I was filling in the, uh, six to 10 shift for, uh, three weeks in a row. But now this week I have had time to, uh, to have, uh, some time down, but I've been working out at the gym instead to, uh, try and lose some weight for my, uh, New Year's resolution. So I have had time. I just haven't been using it to sit down. That's cool. It's good for you, though. Yeah. Being productive. Ryan, how have you been? You've been on air here again recently, eh? Yeah. That was, uh, that was a thing. You getting any weird colors yet? I was getting some weird textures. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, uh, ran out of content. So I just, um, there was an accordion going on in the background for an intro of a song. So I just said, hey, let's talk about accordions. What do you know about accordions? Like them? Don't like them? We're talking accordions. Looking for content here, people. Let's get some callers. <laughs> Literally weirdo? admitting that you're like, I'm the weirdo overnight guy. Uh, let's talk about accordions. Uh, I'm really hacked up on caffeine right now. Did you say hacked up? Hacked co- up on caffeine. 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 Dude. All right. Caffeine. Yeah, I got, a, got four separate textures all writing in, just like, oh, yeah, my uncle played an accordion. I play accordion. <laughs> those things. <laughs> like, all right, apparently people are opinionated about accordions, so yeah. I guess I'm doing my job. Where would you be, where would Weird Al be without his accordion? i sad. The famous Yankovic accordion sad, family. Man. How yes. about you, Ian? What have you been up to in this new year? I mean, we're, what, seven days in? Yeah, just working a lot. Uh, the Seahawks won today. It's true. That 26 nice. to 6? Still seeing people with the sports ball references on Facebook. That's funny. Still, yes. Still totally hilarious. Ryan is that guy. No, I'm not a sports baller. I just don't like it. Fair enough. I just try to ignore it. What do you think, man? It. What do you think? You think they're going to be going all the way this year, or is it too know. easy to jinx it? We kind of beat the shit out of the Lions tonight, but... Uh, the, the Lions kind of suck, right? Well, no, they're a playoff team, but... Uh, the Falcons kind of beat the shit out of us last time, too, and that's what we're playing in Atlanta next week. The thing that I don't like, it's on Saturday, so it kind of, of f***s my day up today. But yeah. next week, it's like uh, like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, so it should be fine. So you'll show up plastered. <laughs> yeah, my, my roommate Josh just got a job working security. Are you serious? Is yeah. this his second job? Or? Yeah. So he, he's out tonight, and he was like, yeah, uh, it's either going to be a bunch of happy drunks or a bunch of sad, angry drunks. Oh, is he working on Capitol Hill? Yeah. How Where? did you know? Oh, uh, well, I figure I think I know who his boss is. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, he's part of that group now. Uh, uh, oh wow! He told me he was looking for a second job, so I hit up uh, you know our our friend who runs that place, and he was like, "Yeah, have him come in." So Sweet. he's, he's going to go take some self defense classes. Oh wow! All so right, he's going to learn how to choke a motherfucker out. Josh is going to be hanging with the Capitol Hill uh, tech bros. Yeah, yeah. He already was. telling Do you know me. who my dad is, bro? He fucking buy you, bro. You. F- <laughs> you bald <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, apparently they all have earpieces too, so they can talk to each other from around the area. So it's uh, pretty entertaining, I guess. Brad just said he would uh, <clears throat> rape me. <laughs> no, Brad just said, please someone come to Dark Bar and kill me. 
right now. Uh, yeah, so it should cool. be fun. I look forward to hearing those stories. Do you think totally. you would be a good uh, security guard? No. Ian? <laughs> no. No. I'm just picturing you flipping your shit. Oh, table flipping on a tech it, bro. It wouldn't take long, man. You know, one of these days, somebody's going to put Brad on suicide watch, and it's going to be so <laughs> funny for the rest of us. Yeah, normally that's a really unfunny subject, but in his case, yeah, it is. Because <laughs> it's like his running joke. It's just, somebody kill me, please. Came up with some pretty creative ways. I got to say, I'm impressed. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just keep carrying on. I can't believe it's 2017. I'm really glad 2016's over, but it still felt like it flew by for me. Yeah, 2017's totally gonna be better. <laughs> hey, man. I don't, yeah, I don't know why I even said that. I totally am aware of that. I'm 100% no, aware of that. Totally, but I'm just I, trying to lie to myself, I guess, and everyone else. Man, I woke up the next day after the new year, just like, all right, yeah, 2017. And I thought about it for a minute. I was like, wait, this still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> My power was out for the first day of 2017. Oh, yeah. So that's a thing. So suck. when I went home, I woke up to them being like reports of snow all over South King County, but there was like nothing in Seattle. I still have like three inches of snow in my yard. That's insane. And you just live 10 minutes out of Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I had a hard time getting What's your home. address again? Uh, yeah. Don't worry about <laughs> it. I live in Burien, but on my way home, it was treacherous. Like I saw a bunch of cars in the ditch. That's crazy. It was, it was like a flash blizzard out of nowhere. My power went out, and then my inner because I live close to the airport where the the planes come in overhead. Yeah. When my power's out and I don't have any internet, my fucking phone doesn't work, so I can't like make any calls or texts or do anything or like even. So I had to go sit in my car in a Safeway parking lot and listen to the Seahawks game while you're eating some fast food. Yeah, I had some Taco Bell. <laughs> it sucked. It was a start way. the new year. Yeah, it was a way to start 2017. I guess I should have taken that as an omen right there. I just, I think I honestly just forgot about that until just now because it was so stupid. Um, yeah. One new thing in my life, I got a hands-free device. Oh, really? Yeah, it's uh, it's an attachment for my flashlight. No, there you already is. told us about that. No, I, I talked it. about it on the show, oh, but not on the uh, podcast. So I might want to give this a little review, give it some time. No, can we not? <laughs> can we please <laughs> Go not? into the gory details. No, 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 no. I'm good. So it, it's a shower attachment. Congratulations. You have upgraded your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how most people keep those in the shower like that. You have a roommate, right? I don't keep it in the shower. <laughs> I plop it on the shower. You just leave it, it there for your roommate. And then John I take it off find. and wash it. I, I have great fing like Dude. I'm very clean. <sighs> Jesus with Christ. It. Very clean you with my flashlight. You give yourself an STD. That would be hilarious. <laughs> See, my only Kevin question- Kevin Gay's the only guy I know who got an STD from his fake girlfriend. See, my only question is, what wrestler does he put up on the wall to look at? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, he's porking his flashlight. We do have a laminating machine here at the station. Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> if you ever want to up the ante. Um, it's probably Macho Man. No, it's Kenzo Suzuki. Oh, oh, I love him. There you go. Truth comes out. <laughs> Gotta get you a t-shirt that says spandex makes me frisky. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess while we're on the subject. It's not gay, it's pro wrestling. <laughs> it's time to talk about our first news stories of the year. And Speaking I think, of penises. Yes, this is the best way to start. And Kevin, while you're on a roll, you might as well just, just take the lead on this, so, so to speak. In a recent interview with uh, Vice and Noisy, Devin Townsend was talking about how he's actually looking to crowdsource a new pr uh, project and it is a musical, and it would be a live musical that he would be, uh, okay, so it's what he's calling the Moth Project. He's previously hinted on, and he's seriously trying to source $10 million for a musical with a symphony about dicks and vaginas and death. Hmm. Sounds very town Devin Townsend-y. So that's really the description he gives. It's about dicks and vaginas and death. He says it's this symphony with all these cocks and vaginas, <laughs> so it's got to be over the top with symphonies and choirs, and it's got to include the best of the best, so it's f***ing expensive. It's got to have some really high-quality cocks. <laughs> <laughs> you see, the thing that I find the most hilarious about all this is a lot of the symphony people and the choral members and things, you know, these people who went to like Juilliard and Berkeley and so on <laughs> and so forth, and he's like, here... Now play this song about my wang. Totally. <laughs> play this song about a f***ing p***. 
Uh, he's when asked about a date, he said it's going to take so much. I don't want to nickel and dime it. If it takes a year or two, I can do another DTP record. I've got tons of music, and if that's what we do to keep everybody's salary paid or whatever, we can do some more rock songs. So he's like, I'll do the... I'll, so there's my contingency plan. I'll just create this stuff that people like, and they'll gobble it up and give me money for this Devin Townsend stuff. But my real passion is this project about cocks and p- Yeah, that's Devin Cock Townsend opera. right there. Copra. Uh, Converge announced this week that they're going to be putting out a new record, or they're going to start recording a new record in the spring. Uh, ben Collar said... 2016, but can't really complain. Just finished recording albums with All Pigs Must Die, Mutoid Man, and The Armed. Uh, the new Converge album will be tracking in the spring. Wow. All right. New Converge music. Uh, in the top 21 highest-selling metal albums of 2016, Metallica has five of the top ten. Uh, Metallica Hardwired to Self-Destruct, obviously their new album, <laughs> sold 516,000 albums. Uh, number two was Disturbed's wow. new album, Immortalized. But then... Uh, not surprising, Metallica's still pushing units off of Metallica's Metallica, Master of Puppets, Injustice for All, and Ride the Lightning. They just did remasters and re-releases, I think, also. And even Metallica's old albums beat the new Megadeth dystopia. Good. I'm just going to leave you with that. Like. Did, you, uh, uh, did you guys see the second trailer for the Dave Mustaine the dude, video trailer? I laughed oh, so hard. <laughs> it looks so bad. Uh, so uh, yeah, pay five six thousand dollars to go sleep in a tent on in <laughs> Stain's backyard. Like you know, I gotta give a quick shout out featuring to, amenities such as pillows. I gotta give a quick shout out to the metal shop listeners that have been commenting on that video on the Facebook page because the comments have just been really. I think they on get point. It. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you could either pay a lot of money to sleep on Dave Mustaine's lawn, or you could try to get sixteen million. To buy Kirk Hammett's home. Jesus. He's selling his San Francisco home for a measly $16 million. So I know, you know, we have, probably have that around in my second bank account. Just might want to tap that and, you know. Yeah, man. Try and get this. It get, looks pretty nice. a couple credit cards. The Seacliff neighborhood of northern San it's Francisco. Quaint. Two other homes on the same street are currently for sale. One at also $16 million and the other at $19.6 million. He brought it. He bought it for eight million in 2010. It's got some dope ass spiral staircases, an amazing view. I wonder if you get all of his cool ass museum of like horror shit. But Damn, uh, that is epic. It is beautiful, but I ain't never gonna see sixteen. I'm never gonna see sixteen million dollars, let alone like own it. I, yeah, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably just right there. I'd buy so many flashlights. <laughs> Damn it! Just one for every room. So many attachments. <laughs> Body count's coming back. They've got a new record coming out, uh, and Ice-T claims it'll be the best album of the year across all musical genres. The, the best album. Haters say it won't. Of course. Of 2017. It's You're a hater be, if you say it won't be. It's going to be called Bloodlust, coming out in March on Century Media Records. I wonder if they're going to tour. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure they probably will. But I yeah. hope so. They're going to be touring with Megadeth, remember? Are they really? Yeah, let's hope they stick with that tour. Remember, uh, Dave Mustaine was like, yeah, we're going to be doing a tour with Body Count. Last year they... Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, so uh, we got a Megadeth body count tour. Great. Did you see, Can you imagine uh, Ice-T hanging out with Dave Mustaine? He's so awkward. No. The like whitest dude with the most gangster dude. I really like the politics of Bill O'Reilly. I think he's got some sound logic. F*** you, son. Did you see Ice-T shout out uh, Six Feet Under on Twitter? That's dope. Yeah, that's cool. He's like, check out the new Six Feet Under record. It's going to be dope. Uh, so... Brent Hins from uh, Mastodon, he once quoted, uh, he had a quote where he said, I never really liked heavy metal in the first place. I came from Alabama playing country music, surf rock, rockabilly, and stuff like that. I just went through a phase in my 20s where I thought it was rebellious to play heavy metal. Then I met Braun and Bill, and they were really, really into heavy metal. And ever since then, I've been trying to get Mastodon to not be such a heavy metal band because I f***ing hate heavy metal. I don't want to be in a heavy metal band. Uh, he was That was in 2015. He got in a little bit of hot water when he said that to a guitar player, but um, that's not what he said. Bron Daler tried to walk back Hinn's comments during a Reddit AMA. Uh, he said, Brent wasn't exactly serious about that. He likes metal, but more importantly, he likes what he likes. He likes music. I don't necessarily put music into genres for myself. I get the same feeling for Slayer that I get for Stevie Wonder. He doesn't like certain types of metal. He digs the classic stuff and Melvin's, Neurosis, etc. Um, so let's. I want to read the quote from Hines himself. 
And uh, he went on, Hines said in a separate interview, the guitar player quote was taken out of context. I said, I hate most heavy metal, is what I said. I don't like a lot of it. There's a lot of cookie cutter bullshit out there, in my opinion, and I don't like it. So I was just being honest. And they just took the a lot out and put Brent Hines hates metal. These guys, I mean, they need people to come by and visit their website. And how are they going to do that without taking people's quotes out of context? They've got to sell, somehow manage to still sell magazines, so I can understand why they're doing it. But just keep me out of it. I don't really do that in many interviews because of that kind of stuff. Yeah, and like there are one or two, one specifically, which I guess I shouldn't say, but you probably figure it out. That's super, super guilty of that clickbaity, uh, pulling sh- context headline stuff. And it's honestly been getting worse and worse over the, especially the last year. Uh, it's just something that I've noticed. So uh, it's kind of, I'm glad that we can kind of filter through some of that here on mm-hmm. our podcast, you know, with the, the, the news that we report to you. And this next one, I don't really give a f- about five finger death punch, but I guess we should address this cause it's kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. Uh, there's a label called prospect park records and they're preventing five finger death punch from putting, from putting out the new album. Uh, because they're okay so in a nutshell what they're saying is that they it's their position that they deserve creative rights in the band's musical style or whatever and they're preventing them from putting out a label because Ivan Moody their singer is like super f***ed up on drugs and alcohol right now mm-hmm. okay and so they're they're alleging that the band is trying to squeeze out a new record before Ivan dies of it yeah which is which makes they're sense. probably trying to do uh, that's but, up. Well, so you you remember a last year thing that way to yeah. look at it. Jesus. Well, Christ. you remember last year when it came out, all those emails came out, and the band members were going back and forth with their label, saying like, "Yo, our singer's really messed up. Like, is there any way we can sell our entire discography and cash in on this before he bites the dust?" And that was the whole dialogue between Jesus. the label and the band. And so instead of having the conversation of, yo, our bandmate's in a lot of trouble right now, maybe we should get him to rehab or do something about it, the conversation was, yo, maybe it's time to cash in and sell our discography and call it good before he dies. dies." The label says the other members of the band seek to capitalize monetarily as soon as possible at the expense of Moody's health and welfare, Mm -hmm. thereby shamelessly attempting to cash in before the anticipated downfall of their addicted bandmates. Wow, that is grim. They just need to help out their brother. They said it's the latest in the long line of experts. Exploitative, exploitative and abusive bullying tactics used by our former manager and current label CEO to extract money from and wield power against the band. So huh. then they, they signed to Rise Records for the re- release of their next album for their record after this next one that's coming out. Well, either way, it's keeping us from hearing new Five Fingers, so I give it a thumbs up. Fine with me. Oh. <laughs> I'm just playing. But I'm just, the reason that it's like, I guess, applicable in other areas is like, is that, I guess that's just a record contract thing. Like, if that yeah. was just part of their contract that the band, the, the label could be like, or if the record sucked ass, they could just be like, nah, and just hold it hostage. Uh, oh. I don't know. It's pretty interesting, though. It's a business. Let's get into some stuff that's just cool. All right? Like, enough with the business side. Let's just... There. That was cool. Now, let's listen to some Hairball. good music. So, we all know Keith Marrow. He's a shredder from Portland. He plays straight-up guitar porn. There's another dude named Wes... Hotch? Is it Houch? Houch. Hotch? Ryan, Hush. I'm looking at you. Hotch. Hotch. Wes Houch. I figure you know this guy. Uh, uh, they have a new album, new band called Alluvial. Uh, the Deep Longing for Annihilation is the new album by these two. And uh, we can check out the first track. Uh, let's stream Colony. Skipping 
That's awesome. I'm into it. Uh, Marty Friedman plays a guitar solo on one of the songs, too, so that's cool. Check that out. Hell yeah. It's out. It came out today. Uh, Do any of you guys, I'm this probably a completely non-applicable to Ryan, but do you ever watch hockey at all? Did you ever get into hockey? Uh, No, I don't really watch hockey, but I do enjoy fights. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I did get sucked into a a wormhole on YouTube once watching hockey fights. And Blades of Steel was one of the best games ever for NES. (laughs) Uh, Blades of Steel. Well, the LA Kings uh, honored that the band The Ghost Inside, who, uh, how long ago was that van crash now? About a year and a half, two years? Yeah. It was pretty terrible. Uh, so the the band who were big L.A. Kings fans uh, were in attendance at the game against the Detroit Red Wings the other day, and either somebody with the Kings organization or w- is a fan of the band or was let know in advance, and so they like had them up on the... Uh, in fact, I don't know. I haven't watched this video yet. Oops, sorry. That's alluvial still. In late 2015, the That's awesome. That's really cool. cool. And they're all wearing jerseys and they're all super stoked on it. And uh, this week is actually the first time that members of the band have like actually been in the same place and hung out. Uh, they've all kind of been dealing with uh, it their own ways. Obviously, the drummer uh, getting a prosthetic leg, yeah. and he's dealing and he's actually playing drums now, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, they were all in various stages of recovery, dealing with their lives, dealing with their you know being with loved ones. But this week, they posted photos on Facebook and um just like that, they're back together. And regardless of whether they're going to make new music, it's just cool to see these guys that were around each other all the time. Uh, back in each other's lives. It's very cool and inspiring. I've played with that band a bunch of times, actually. They're really cool guys. There's a, there's a side thing that's kind of been brought up by this that I kind of wanted to address as well. Um, a number of drum manufacturers have been looking into ways to allow people with prosthetic limbs to more easily play drums. And that's been kind of spurred by the Ghost Messiah and the drummer struggle. And so I just kind of wanted to mention how cool that is that drum cool. companies are making the effort to kind of I come up with new ways to allow people to continue to pursue their passions after it would depend getting accidents. On which leg it was too, because you could get like something hooked up to the kick or mm-hmm. like to the hat, you know? Yep. So, so wild. That's cool. More people playing music. It's a good thing, man. <coughs> uh, Darkest Hour has a new song out called Timeless Numbers. It's uh, awesome. The song that they put out last week was definitely return to form. Let's check this out. Um, Darkest Hour is going to be back in Seattle Monday, March 3rd at Studio 7 with Ringworm, Rotten Sound, Tombs, and Rivers of Neil. That is a hell of a tour. And it's on a Monday, so we can go. Monday, Monday, Monday. Nice. So Tony Iommi has dodged another bullet. Yes! He went through cancer treatment once before and uh, came out 
clean on the other side, but recently uh, it was found out in December that Tony had a, um, a lump in the back of his sinus, in the back of his throat. Oh, that's a bad sign. He went in to get surgery to have it removed, and his quote is, Well, I had the treatment when I got back from touring South America. I went in for the throat operation. They found the lump at the back of my sinus. We had to have it checked in case it may have been cancerous. It turns out it wasn't, which I found out on Christmas Day, which is brilliant. So far, I'm all good. I daren't say that. Uh, I'll probably fall down the stairs now. You know what it was, though, right? It was just all that cocaine from all the years of Black <laughs> oh, Sabbath yeah. just caked in his nostrils. Who knows, man? Like, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a gift from the past. Exactly. But so he's, uh, he's good for now, so he'll be still rocking for a while, even though I think I saw today that Black Sabbath only has nine shows left. That's awesome, though, that we can maybe hear, like, an Iomi, uh, another Iomi solo record, or Don't we be. can listen to more Iomi uh, choral cathedral songs. Oh, wow. This week, it was uh, released that Tony Iomi from Black Sabbath, the almighty metal god, is 68 and a cancer survivor, and he wrote a choral cathedral song. How Good It Is is a song for by the very Reverend C- Catherine Ogle, Dean of Birmingham. And this is uh, him ri- writing the guitars for it. So I don't know how far I'm going to make it in With this, the but... Birmingham Cathedral. This is awesome. Actually, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Dub sack material. (laughs) We should play this next week for dub sack. I'm going to skip in there. Yeah. This is part of. uh, I kind of love this. This is part of Iomi's new project. It's just called Sabbath. (laughs) <laughs> Not Black Sabbath. <laughs> Just Sabbath. That is awesome. I'm actually going to post that on Big Brian from Zvolva's wall. I think he would love that. Why is this in our news feed? Baby Metal's opening for Red Hot Chili Peppers on yeah, tour. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, so Baby Metal, uh, obviously big, uh, has gotten huge over the last couple of years, and uh, they are going to be doing a tour with Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's pretty wild. So uh, they're going to be doing a big leg of it. Um, they're also going to be playing with Metallica and Guns N' Roses later this month. So, yeah, later uh, later in, in the year, they're going to be touring with Red Hot Chili Peppers. Unfortunately, not the Seattle date. So I didn't know Travis Bacon was in Black Anvil. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And their new song totally doesn't sound much like Black Anvil. I mean, it's still black metal-ish, but they used to be more just like grim, like heavy stuff. This one is a lot more melodic. We should uh, check it out. It's called Ultra. It's off their new record, as was January 13th on Relapse. on us. It it's kind of cool. I kind of dig it. I, I actually like this more than I like the older stuff. It's cool new direction. I agree. 
Okay, let's skip in here real quick. I liked all Black Anvil, but they were a little generic, to be honest. Skip to the end, like the very, very end. It's interesting. singing to satan so that's interesting new music by uh and you want to hear something also that's not very much like uh the band that co- listen to this new code orange jam uh so code orange has a new record coming out and it is going to be awesome new one out on uh it's called forever on roadrunner and uh it's coming out january 13th their last ones have been super raging blisteringly angry hardcore this one sounds more like something you would hear on uh like 120 minutes MTV's like alternative show in the 90s, so check it out. It's a different direction. I think this is just gonna be a one-off kind of sound form. comment section is uh, quite entertaining. Oh, God. Never read the comments, Ian. <laughs> so, yeah. Know. That's what happens when you make a bargain bin comment about anything. You're going to be held to that for the rest of your life. Well, Code Orange, uh, you know what? They always strive to like make interesting stuff, so whether they're heavy or they're melodic. Uh, I kind of like it. Yeah, I dig it, man. It'll be a cool he- to song to hear on that record, which I'm sure is going to be mostly just pissed off and angry jammers so i'm excited for that record it's actually going to be debuting on bbc radio on sunday so uh the entire record i I guess they're gonna do the whole record i think so that rules um jams viking from amana marth uh, apparently the record well i mean the record was like a concept idea the band is kind of a concept idea but apparently that what's the concept uh, i don't know man (laughs) they do this thing if you've ever seen them. Vikings? No. Okay. Uh, Joms Vikings started as a screenplay by their singer, Johan Haig. So I wonder if we'll ever see like an Amon Amarth movie. That'd be sick. Like maybe like an animated movie featuring Thor? <laughs> yes. No, I don't know. Like heavy metal or something like that. would be awesome. Hell yeah, it would. So Winter Sun is set to release a new album. Not going to be time to... But it is going to be new Winter Sun. So what's the deal with Time 2, dude? Um, Everybody's waiting for Time 2. Time 1 was awesome. Uh, I want to hear the second half of that because Time 1 was not really a full album. It was just an EP and it kind of ended mid-thought. It's kind of like as if you were talking to somebody and they just kind yeah, just cut off mid-sentence, <laughs> yeah, oh, you see? Yeah. Yeah, I see like what that. you did there, Ryan. So I want to—I really want to hear the rest of that. But at least we're going to be getting some new Winter Sun, so that is going to be a thing. So, looking forward to some new Winter Sun, hopefully by 2019. Are they a little nervous to, like, follow up time time one? Are they like, hey, we we don't really know how to do that. I we... don't know if they have time performance anxiety or, uh, or what the deal is. I think they know what they're doing. They're making you wait for it. Yep. Yeah. I guarantee you it'll happen. You can't call the record time one and then say part two is coming and then you go, nah, just no, kidding. Nah, it's not going to happen. Uh, Peripheries, Misha Mansour um, is a musical savant and uh, has been doing some experimenting with orchestras. Uh, Regarding some of the music from one of the most famous RPGs ever, Final Fantasy VII, and uh, I mean, like, for me, 
a lot of people I know are into Final Fantasy. I did a lot of video game, but I was like the old old Final Fantasies, and I just sure. never had a PlayStation, so I just never got into that per se. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently, Misha Mansour did a, an orchestra orchestral cover of the Final Fantasy VII th- uh, theme battle music. There you go. You feel like you're going to drink some Mountain Dew and get a pizza on Friday night and play some Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, I'm going to drown myself in hate and Doritos. There you go. I had friends that put hundreds of hours into that. And how did it pay it off? Oh, great. How did it pay them back? Oh, great. Now they're just overweight and have diabetes. No, they're all winners <laughs> in life. 100% winners. <sighs> Why are you judging, Kevin? F*** you. I don't know if you can even play an RPG. I can't. <laughs> But you'll still kick my ass at Street Fighter. Dirty f***. Speaking of dirty f***s, Insane Clown Posse have launched a website for the Million Juggalo March. I'll be there, baby. I'll be there, baby. Uh, Let's see. Why? Why not? You know these. Okay, so you know there are a million Juggalos, right? Hell yeah, there are. There have to be. It is. September 2017. So, like, basically in a little less than a year. Or a little over a year. Saturday, ah, September you know. 16th at National Mall at Lincoln Memorial, Washington, D.C. at noon. No. I don't want... Why? One million juggalos. 256 days till a million juggalos descend upon D.C. to spray the fagos on the juggalettes. The Juggalo March aims to bring national attention to the ongoing discrimination and profiling that juggalos, a subculture built around ICP's music and, hard- and horrorcore rap, Continue to be subjected to follow the following the group's inclusion in the U.S. Department of Justice's 2011 National Gang Task Force. Well, f- the world, say f- the world, say f- the world. They labeled Juggalos as a quote loosely organized hybrid gang. So they're marching for their rights to be Juggalos. Yeah. Why? Wicked clowns. We like to say what's Who's- up. Trying to suppress the jugglers. I mean, well, everyone, honestly, the I, world, FBI, everyone. You are. You're speaking down to them. Technic- Shut you're up, You're part Kevin. of the liberal Dude. elite. Nah, man. Nah. You're part of the global Illuminati. You're part of the liberal elite talking down to these folks. Nah, the jugglers don't, <laughs> don't get to act like... They're being suppressed. You know, they're not. They don't get to act I like mean, a minority group. I mean, they're, they're quit not lumping them all together. Dude, I mean, to be fair, whatever that means, they were classified as a gang. They're the, the FBI. New, they're the new punk. Oh, uh, so if uh, you needed to know about that, now you have the information. Quit speaking down to the jugs. No, f- the juggalos. Straight Why? up, man. Uh oh. No, that's messed up. You better like, start it's... bringing a machete to Metal Shop, man. They'll bring the the hatchets. You can bring the machetes. I say, disenfranchised <laughs> youth. It gives them something to believe in. I don't know. I you mean, know, there's some that probably are really shitty, but then there's some that are positive and fun. And How many of no, those? No, man. What, what I'm saying is I'm organizing a march like that, yeah, claiming that stupid. it's really f***ed up, dude. That's yeah, not an okay thing spe- to be doing. Well, whatever. I mean, like, how many of those jugglers do you think can afford a plane ticket to get out to Washington, D.C. anyway? It's like, hey, do I go to the Million Juggalo March or do I go to I'd the go f- gathering yeah. of juggalos? That's <laughs> gathering. Yeah. Um, For sure. Last month, um, I Hate God's Mike Nine uh, successfully underwent a liver transplant. Didn't Hell see yeah. that coming. He was like really worried that that wasn't going to happen. But he got the liver transplant, and so I Hate God are putting on a couple of benefit shows to uh, raise some fundage to help pay that back because we all know that uh, healthcare in this country is pretty f***ed. And even if you have insurance, it probably still costs you costs you a quote in this art a f- ton of money. Absolutely. So crowbar, goat whore, super joint, thou, child bite, flesh parade, class hole, a uh, bunch of uh, Jimmy Bauer, a bunch of bands are going to be playing. They're going to be giving away some uh, orange amps, headphones, test pressings, a uh, bunch of different stuff. So uh, we posted an article. Is that on the Metal Shop Facebook page? Yeah, it uh, is. I so. so, I mean, even if you can just go buy a T-shirt, they're going to donate the money to him. And uh, apparently, like, um, he has kind of taken this. 
uh, as a sign to kind of clean up his act. And uh, he said he's eating well, exercising well. And, and I mean, in order for you to even get a liver transplant, you have to clearly be putting in the effort. Yeah. Otherwise, they won't, you know, they won't give it to you. So uh, apparently he's doing going to be doing better, but they need some money to help out with that. I mean, and even if you don't, just be aware of that because there are a lot of people out there that are on waiting lists and are all kinds of f- up. So do what you can to help out in the world. It's a new year. New year, new you. Sign up to be a donor. There you go. That's that's another thing. So did you guys ever read Sesame Street's The Monster at the end of this book? I actually never did. That was my favorite book as a child. Really? So And it's Grover. If you know Grover from Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's in there and like the entire book he's like, hey, there's a monster at the end of this book. If you turn this page one more time, you're going to be one step closer to the monster at the end of this book. And so he's like, keeps trying to stop you from turning the next page. But uh, let's th- let's play you Phil Anselmo reads the monster at the end of this book. That's awesome. Ladies and gents, gather around the children. I know you, most of you know me as Philip H. Anselmo, but uh, my nieces and nephews every side of my splintered family. Call me Uncle Fawn. They do. And I'm going to be reading a Sesame Street book called The Monster at the End of This Book. Starring Grobo. What did that say? On the cover, what did that say? Did that say there will be a monster at the end of this book? It did? I'm scared of monsters. We will never get to the end of this book. And that's good. Because there's a monster at the end of this book. So please do not turn this page. It's a book, Grover. I'm going to have to turn the page if you want me to get... You turn the page! Maybe you don't understand. You see, turning pages will bring us to the end of this book. And there's a monster at the end of this book. But this will stop you from turning the pages. See? I'm tying the pages together so you cannot... Oh, I'm gonna do it. You turn another page! You do not know what you're doing to me. No, stop turning pages. I can't. There! I, Grover, am nailing this page to the next one so that you will not be able to turn it and we will not get any closer to the monster at the end of this book. Bonk, bam, bing, clonk, bonk. Bam, clink, clonk. I'm doing it. All right, all right, all right. Do you know that every time you turn another page, you not only get us closer to the monster at the end of this book, but you make a terrible mess. This will stop you from turning these pages. A heavy, thick, solid, strong brick wall. I would just like to see you try and turn this page. strong 
next page is the end of this book. And there's a monster at the end of this book. Oh, I'm so scared. Please, do not turn the page. Please, please, please. So please, please, please. <gasps> well, look at that. This is the end of the book. And the only one here is me. I, lovable furry old Grover, am the monster at the end of the book. And you are so scared. The end, I told you and I told you. There was nothing to be afraid of. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Grobo. <laughs> so Washington State Band The Drip has debuted two new tracks, The Blackest Evocation and Dead Inside. Those are both going to be coming off of their upcoming EP, That's gonna, or uh, their upcoming full length. That's going to be coming out on January 13th. It's called The Haunting Fear of Inevitability. Jump in. So there's new music from The Drip. Blackest Evocation. Playing Spokane on the 13th of January. For all you Easts, Eastern Washingtoners. Yeah! Their drummer Shane is a pet pig. He is a pet pig? No, he has a pet pig. Uh, I keep trying to get him to bring it up here to hang out with us, but apparently it's an ass. Really? His yeah. pig is a fucking asshole? I guess so. Got an ass pig. I still think it'd be funny to have that thing running around all night while you guys are trying to do your thing. That would be no. awesome. It would be shitting all over the place, and then we'd have to, like, I I'd make... I'm not cleaning that up, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and now, for the first brutal poetry too hot for radio of 2017... Ian will bring in a, bring, be bringing us back four years to 2013 when a band called Algebra put out a record called Polymorph. Mm -hmm. On this was an album with some pretty bad language. S.O.B. Let's look at this and dissect it on Brutal Poetry, Too Hot for Radio. Ian, take it away. If I were to spend a second more with you, I think I'd go ape because I'll have to rip my head off and shove it up my ass. There's something slightly irritating about every little thing in you. You genetically modified motherfucking Holy shit. Jesus. I can't tolerate any more of this shit. The door's over there. Get the fuck out. I can't respect your arrogance. Another word and your life is through. It's through. Son of a bitch. I would never want to be near you but you happen to have the same job as me. <laughs> We're mutually exclusive, but I'll keep my stand 
and expel you from existence. I can't tolerate any more of your sh The door's over there. Get the f*** out. I, I can't respect your arrogance. Another word, and your life is through. If I were to ever see your ugly face again, I think I'd go spastic. Because I'll have to get aggressive and release my anger on you. There's something slightly irritating about every little thing in you. You genetically modified. Motherfucking. <laughs> Who was that about? <laughs> oh, just I'm, kidding. I'm beeping out that name so nobody ever hears that. Nice. Well, thank you for listening to Metal Shop's uh, Backstage Pass, episode 107. Yeah! I think I know what to title this podcast now. <laughs> you genetically modified. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back, we'll be back again next week. And uh, keep those horns high and go f*** yourself. See you later. Oh, Daddy. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.